All it takes is a click to listen to RTI online. Get exercise for your finger and exercise for your mind at english.rti.org.tw. This is Radio Taiwan International. Thanks so much for joining us today. Up ahead this hour, we bring you Chinese to go, hashtag Taiwan, and status update. But we kick off today's program with a new episode of Here in Taiwan. Hello and welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Tuesday, November 12th. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today, we've got Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. And Jake Chen. Hello. Up next, we'll be hearing about why tourism growth is up again this year, and what the Tourism Bureau plans to do to make it grow even further next year. Then, it's a Taiwanese tradition, long lines. What are people worried about long lines for this time, though? We'll be hearing about a very special discount that has people worried they're going to have to wait around for uh, quite a while. And finally, the food delivery industry has been in the news a lot in Taiwan lately. It's a big new craze. Or is it? Jake has a report on us about the very ancient origins of a very popular convenience today. All that coming up next. Please stick around. only November, probably a bit too early to give ourselves a pat on the back, but it seems as though we might have done it again. Another year of growth in tourism. Um, that's despite a ban, I believe it was, was it this summer, when uh, individual travelers from China were banned? August, I believe, that's when it was. Uh, to be clear, we didn't ban them. No, no, no. They no, no. banned themselves, I guess. And yes. so there was a bit of a hand-wringing about that, but it seems that people in other parts of the world have helped to pick up the slack somewhat. And, uh, yes, Minister of Transportation Lin Jialong said recently that the number of international tourists coming to Taiwan will grow by 7% this year. The projected figure by the end of December is 11.8 million. What are we at right now? I'm not sure what it was last year. It just says that 7% more than last year. So if you're very I good think, at math. Yeah, last year we were like just a little bit over 10 million. Yeah. So, yeah, so 11, 11.8. We're breaking the 11, almost to the 12. All right. Um, and uh, they have big plans at the Tourism Bureau. In fact, after the end of this year, it will be the Tourism Bureau no longer. They're changing their name. I'm not sure if that will bring any new duties or you know responsibilities, but they're going to start being called the Tourism Administration. Oh, wow. And they're they, upgrading themselves. They're giving themselves a big... <laughs> pat on the back as well, it looks like. Um, and uh, they have big plans. They're going to release a 2030 tourism white paper. So they're looking way ahead at wow. the next decade of tourism. Oh, We're not even 2020 yet. We're not even there. there. Well, I guess you got to be ahead of the curve. It, yeah. it definitely pays. Um, President Tsai Ing-wen weighed in. Uh, there was sort of a, a fair that was held at Taipei International Travel Fair, which looks like it ended yesterday. Big event um, every year. Yeah. Um, and so President Tsai was there and in the opening ceremony. She said that like what, one thing that we're doing well is we've improved the quality of tourism. And I, I guess I kind of agree. They've been trying a lot over the last few years, um, especially they have like these bus routes now that will take you along popular I don't know if they come quite as often as I would like them to. talking the double-decker buses? No, well, that too. Mm. Uh, that, may, well, that may have been a city It's uh, a city initiative. thing, actually. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm talking about the central government. Like, along the north coast, for instance, there are these scenic routes, and there are buses with lots of stops along the way that Ooh. you can... Mini buses 
that you can take. And those have uh, started not that many years ago. No idea. Um, so a lot of places that used to be kind of hard to get to are still a little bit hard to get to, but less so than they used to. It's, a, it's progress, okay? okay. So um, they are not content resting on their laurels. Their next big goal is to promote Taiwan as a center for alpinism and mountain climbing. And I think that's probably a pretty good idea because we have 268 mountains that are higher than 3,000 meters. Yep. That's a figure I have in front of me right here. And five big mountain chains. That's a lot of mountain chains for an island for this size. For a small island. Um, and, of course, our biggest crowning jewel, Yushan, or Jade Mountain, mm. it towers above them all. Um, and it's a good time to promote us as an, a mountain climbing destination because they've done a lot to make it easier. It used to be a bureaucratic nightmare <laughs> getting permission to climb these mountains. Bureaucratic nightmare. I thought you said like a physical challenge. That is still there. Yeah. Um, that they haven't, I mean, that's, that's not going to change. That's <laughs> supposed to be, that's sort of the point of it, isn't it? It's human nature. Yeah, they're not going to like helicopter you to the top. Oh, um, it's not <laughs> <I'm> disappointed. <laughs> it's a little disappointing. Um, but um, yeah, they've sort of reduced it to like a one permit thing. And okay. they have a lot of room to grow because we're look, I'm looking at what they did for last year. Uh, the, the number of people who applied for these various permission slip, slips, basically. Only a bit over 7% were foreign nationals. Oh, uh, wow. That's kind of disappointing. Like, there's a lot out there. Isn't there a certain quota that's allowed for foreign nationals? I think, like, they, they scrapped a bunch of rules. I don't, the specifics aren't in front of okay. me here, but uh, they've cut a lot of red tape. I think they really want more people to go. Yeah. And uh, it's like we've got three national parks with some fantastic mountains in them. Taroko, with its Famous oh, Gorge. Beautiful. beautiful. Uh, I think it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Yushan, um, which, as we said, is Taiwan's crowning jewel, the highest mountain on the island. Yep. And it's got its own national park. And uh, Xueba National Park, which is a lovely place to go see autumn foliage as well. Hmm. It's high up there. So, you know, down here on the lowlands, we don't really get changing leaves. No. But you have to go to cold, colder climes to see that. And uh, that's the place to be. Um, hopefully, they'll make it easier to get to the mountains. At the moment, I think you've got to kind of kind of uh, plan your own transportation. The only time I've been, I've been with like a tour group on mm. a bus that someone had organized and chartered. Yeah. It's not really, if you don't have a car. It's it's quite inconvenient. Um, so maybe that's something that they can work up on patching up. But mm -hmm. I think once once you can like get there reliably, I'd go. Yeah. I love our mountains. Absolutely. As I said at the introduction to this show, there is a line for every reason and every season here in Taiwan, whether it's for a new restaurant that just opened, that the media have uh, sort of blown up to, I don't know, uh, new tech products coming out especially. People will camp out overnight. Yeah. Um, film releases, you name it. People will line up for it here. And there's another one. Oh, uh, no. What do we have to worry about huge now? Huge discounts. Huge, huge, huge discounts. So... Uh, I don't know how much you guys pay for your data plan, but I know it is so much more expensive in the States for mm. a data plan than it is here. They have a lot less space to cover. They do. Um, that's true. <laughs> they don't have to have like a, a nationwide network is like, you know. Actually, I didn't even think about that. There's some steep terrain, mind you. Yeah. But like... That is true, In actually, the cities, John. there's not a lot of... It's probably cheaper to run the, the whole, you know, whatever It's much more centralized. Anyway. That's true. That's true. Anyway. Anyway, um, so... 11-11, huge e-commerce day, especially here in Asia. 
And uh, it's not just about e-commerce anymore. Everybody's trying to get a piece of this Brick pie. Brick and mortar shops are starting to offer discounts. Which I is... saw a steak shop that was just offering 11-11 steak specials. Nymark is all over Taiwan. Are they specials. really? Yeah. What is it? Like if you can finish 11 steaks in 11 <laughs> minutes? <laughs> that would be a great... I'd, I'd, I'd pay to, to try that. Anyway. You'd go into cardiac arrest. Don't try that at home, please. So last time people were very... Like we have some of the biggest data consumer consuming in the entire world, Taiwan at least... And everyone's um, playing games on their phone. That's right. And like very elaborate games with fancy graphics. That's right. And now these telecom companies, they're offering for 11.11, they're offering really, really special rates. You can get uh, an unlimited data plan for as low as 188 New Taiwan dollars a month. That's, that's ridiculous. $6.18 US. That's much less than what I pay. Yeah, exactly. You'd, you'd be lucky to get that anywhere in Canada for like 10 times the price. Exactly, right? Yeah. But again, much different scale of operations we're That's talking true. about. That's <laughs> true. Much more expensive landscape. So Another place is rolling out 168 so they're going cheaper by 20 NT. They're, that's less than $6. It's five fifty two a month. That's the free market at work, I guess. And it's crazy because uh, if you guys remember, like two years ago for Mother's Day, all the major telecom companies, they rolled something out for about... Three ninety nine. Yeah, three, was it three ninety nine? I remember, and 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 many of the branches were almost like ground to a halt yeah. because there were so many people waiting. Yeah, to and uh, was- cards on the table, guys. I was on the I was on that <laughs> line. Yeah, I skipped that one. Uh-huh. I was in line for at least two hours. I'm pretty sure it's because I paid astronomical prices for my data plan back then. Okay, but uh, yeah, like you said, like people were still out the door even during closing time. Yeah, there was this huge thing. It was like a violation of labor laws because these people working at the store were working well past midnight, one thirty, just to get people. There were stories of some of them passing out because of how long they worked and they oh couldn't take breaks. It was welcome to nuts. Taiwan, everyone. Um, yeah. So now we're going like a thir- like two thirds lower than that. They're going two thirds lower than that. How are they even making a profit with it? What's the catch? You got me, man. Well, the catch is... And this is 4G, right? It is indeed 4G. Okay. It is 4G. So it's not like uh, you can have a great data plan, but it's only like 2G. <laughs> not just that, but there's also a drawing for a 5G service. Oh, so like, wow. Do you even have that yet? I not thought that's yet. not done yet. So it's just like once it's done, you will get you are entitled to a free upgrade for a 5G service. Oh my. So this is the kind of thing that'll send shoppers into a frenzy in Taiwan, man. You We're get not very hard cheap. to get provoked and wild up, are we? It's like, not, very, not very much. It doesn't take that much. Like a new flavor of something can send people into a frenzy. Or a shortage of toilet papers. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. no, no. It, was a, it was a rumored increase in the price of toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, was and like, it did create an actual shortage, but that was that's yeah. what was it like six cents on the dollar? That was yes. an increase. <laughs> that was fun. Anyway, people are very worried that this is going to create another uh, big rush to the stores. It will. It will. I'm sure it will. I bet. Yeah. And uh, you guys just watch out on your way homes. Look out for the lines when you walk out. I mean, the, the, there are limited contracts, but the thing is, like, that is another thing that will just light the fire under people. If people yeah. think they can't have something yeah, that they, they want it even think that more. they deserve or yeah. are entitled to. Oh my goodness. You introduce artificial scarcity, right? Mm. That's how you get the panic. Definitely. My or- favorite story about lines in Taiwan was about, I think it was when Ko Wenjo, the mayor of Taipei, first took office. Uh-huh. Maybe his first year or his first national day, was it? Yeah. Um, he gave out like, cause his nickname was the busy bee because, and so they were giving out like bee plush things. <laughs> And people like got in a fight over it, and it was like, "What are you even gonna do with that? It's <laughs> gonna collect dust somewhere." Yeah, mm. I mean, what are you gonna do? Anyway, that's human nature at work. <laughs> 
one thing that people don't always want to line up for, even here in Taiwan, though, is food. And lucky That's true. for us, we have an abundance of food delivery services, at least five major ones that I can think of. And they will ride your food to your door in a sort of thermally insulated box. You don't got to walk up any stairs. It's it's wonderful. Te- technology is amazing. <laughs> Not well. It's good for everyone except the drivers, I guess. But, uh, um, it turns out that while this may seem like a very new concept and labor laws are struggling to keep up, it has some very ancient predecessors or origins. Yeah, uh, the food delivery workers in Taiwan have been in the news lately. Probably not always for good reasons. You know, there have been labor uh, disputes, uh, but apparently uh, the industry started uh, arguably all the way back in the Tang Dynasty. So that's about twelve hundred years that's ago. That's insane. And you wonder how people find out. Uh, uh, part of the, there's a this really famous scroll painting called uh, the Along the River During Qingming Festival, which actually is located now in a museum here in Taipei. Right. Right. Yeah. Presently. And uh, that's like a hugely, I think that's like 30, 40 meters long. That, that really represented all the career, all the jobs and all the sort of different kinds of lives that people have during the, the Song Dynasty. Basically, the painter spent, I think, well over a decade painting all that. So, um, so is it the Song Dynasty or the Tang Dynasty? The Song Dynasty. Okay. But then uh, somebody Even found... earlier. Yeah. Somebody found that in, in the uh, scroll painting, there is this guy, and even circle it, who's carrying several bowls of rice in one hand and a box in the other hand, delivering from one shop. Looks like he's walking to a direction to another shop. Is he carrying like a bamboo pole that's... No, he's not carrying a bamboo pole. I wish oh. he was. Uh, <laughs> and so that got a lot of people um, and historians uh, interested in. They started to do researches. Apparently in old Chinese literatures, even before the Song Dynasty. Even before the, this painting was the made. The painting was made. In the Tang Dynasty, there have been literatures of basically a master of a family asking a servant to run from one place to another. And it was an industry. There were people who uh, eventually were hired uh, into big families just for that reason. So it's not for everyone, right? But if you're if you're well off enough, you uh, you're part of the bigger family. There are people who actually run around just to get food for you. And talking about, I think you mentioned thermal that they had before. This is uh, what they use. This is a replica of what they use. That's, that's a look lacquer box. It looks like it's it's a box, but it actually is a multi layer box because on the outside they actually have uh, warm waters uh, on the outer layer what? just to keep wow. the food um, warm on the inside. That's from incredibly over a thousand years ago. So yeah. when we say technology at work, apparently it started a long time. I knew that the Romans had fast food. So, I, I mean, it's definitely an, an so ancient concept. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I wonder if they also uh, charged extra for delivery fees. Um, that, that box looks heavy, man. That looks like it's, it's like actual wood. Yeah, it's actually wood and it's, you know, several layers. I bet it's pretty intricate inside. Mm. So that's why they hire people just to do that kind of job. Yeah. So, well, here in yeah. Taiwan, it's still relatively a new thing, especially the scooter-based variety. But I think it's something oh, yes. we're going to have to get used to and that the laws will have to eventually cover, I hope. Life-changing. Mm. Yeah. Or is it? <laughs> Speaking of ancient things, uh, did you know that uh, where a lot of our famous uh, tea varieties are brought over from the Asian mainland, uh, from different parts of China especially, there are indigenous tea types that uh, come from the island, and they're, they've been here, growing here, uh, since the Ice Age. Oh, wow. And now you may be able to brew a cup for yourself. Um, this, is a, this tea has a little bit of a confusing name, because it was first called Taidong Yongkang Number no. 1 Tea, and now it's called Taiwan Tea Number no. 24. The people at our tea naming agency the, need to get a little bit more creative, <laughs> why the change because I'm very... Some... 
Because oh. that that's not very doesn't really contradict. <laughs> doesn't tell anything, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, while the name that could be you know worked on a little bit, uh, it does sound like it's very delicious, and it has been officially recognized as a variety found only in Taiwan, sort of growing in the wild for uh, thousands of years for the, by the look of it. Um, I'm not sure if it qualifies as, as endangered or not because it says there are only about 300 tea trees of the variety. So that doesn't sound like a lot. Is it because the the number of trees are have been dwindling over the years? It doesn't say, uh, and they were only discovered in two thousand. I imagine local indigenous people must have known about them. They must yeah. have. Maybe they just didn't had like the taste. Anyway, um, <laughs> they, they realized it was tea. They've um, took. They spent nineteen years at our tea research station. They call it purifying. I'm not sure what that means, but anyway, I guess breeding the trees into something that they liked that they thought was uh, good, and that's why we have our. Uh, Taidong Yongkang number one tea. That's the name they settled on. Um, anyway. Um, and then it dropped to 24 for some reason. <laughs> no, no, it went from 24 to 1. It, it moved up. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, that was good. Uh, the other way around. Um, so, yeah, if you're wondering about what it tastes like, here's a little hint uh, for you with exquisite to refined palates out there. It has a unique flavor and exudes a smell likened to a mixture of mushrooms, almonds, and coffee. Just why I wanted a cup of tea. Mushrooms. Um, it has hints of mushrooms, almonds, and coffee. I'm picturing that almonds mushrooms, and coffee, like not so much. See, right. I mean, I have I mushroom soup hint of, yeah. for lunch. I'm detecting hints of dirt. <laughs> it's like <laughs> anyway, in there. Um, and oh, but it has some benefits. If you're worried about too much caffeine, it has less of it than your average cup, oh, and good. it tastes less bitter compared with other teas, mm. according to our tea research and extension station. They're in charge of doing all of this. Um, no word on when it's going to be commercialized. They just say that it has great commercial potential. Um, so I guess they'll li- have to license it out to farmers. It's only 300 trees. It's hard to imagine that distribution, right? Yeah. But on the other hand, like you said, if there's a scarcity to that, and if you can sort of market it mm. properly... You convince, know. Take the mushroom part out. It would be my first piece of advice. I would start <laughs> calling it Ice Age tea. Yeah. Ice Age I, Taiwan seriously. tea. Put it in like high-end packages yeah. and sell it for high prices. That's I think they need to hire you guys on as their like, you know, marketing team. Because <laughs> What I would do is I have a guy in a suit show up with a big attache case. Maybe yeah. you could um, get the rights and like tie it in with the movie series Ice Age. Oh, yeah. Like that. Be, yeah. <laughs> Although it's not really... That would be like if you were giving it towards kids. I don't know. I think kids could start drinking tea at a young age. Why not? Yeah. Not I, think, I think they maybe be looking for a more high-end, sophisticated clientele. That's true. <laughs> so you can do what they do with water. They can convince people to buy like tap water by being like from the glaciers <laughs> of wherever. <laughs> we can sell this tea. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm certainly interesting, interested in trying it out if it becomes available on the market. Uh, we have a lot of teas here, but this is the first one I've heard of that's like native. The plant's native to Taiwan. That's so great. The more you know, right? Yeah. Well, that just about does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste. I'm Leslie Liao. And I'm Jake Chen. Don't go anywhere just yet. Coming up next, it's Chinese to go, hashtag Taiwan, and status update.
Chinese go. Real Chinese for real people. Dig in. Welcome to Chinese to Go, the program where you learn authentic Chinese, the Chinese that we use in real life in Taiwan. According to the lunar calendar, November 8th is Li Dong, the beginning of winter. And it has long been the tradition to eat certain foods on this day to boost energy levels and to stay warm. Some popular choices include sesame oil chicken and mutton stew. And pork soup with all kinds of Chinese herbs is also an option. Let's listen to a conversation. Yesterday was Li Dong. Did you get some winter health foods or eat something healthy? Temperatures were in the mid 20s yesterday. It was so hot. There's no way I'm going to eat energy boosting food. You are being ridiculous. It's important to eat healthy food. You won't get sick as easily if you do. Plus, you will be more energetic. You are so annoying. Go ahead and boost your own energy level. I'm not going to do it. I mean well, why are you so impatient and grumpy? Right. Yesterday. Shi is was Li Dong. Li Dong is a solar term, which means the beginning of winter. Li means to arrive. Dong Winter. 你有没有买些补品? 你有没有买些补品? 你有补品, which means health foods. 买, to buy. 些, or 一些, means some. 吃些进补的东西? 吃些进补的东西, to eat something healthy. 吃, to eat. 进补, means to enrich to nourish. Temperatures were in the mid 20s. It was so hot. Hot. Don't. There is no way I'm going to get. Energy boosting food. Ni ridiculous. It's important to eat healthy food. important. very important. to eat healthy food. If you eat healthy food, 就不容易生病, you won't get sick as easily. 生病, to get sick. 人也会比较有精神, 人也会比较有精神, 人, people, person. 精神, energetic. 比较有精神, more energetic. 你真的很烦, 要不你自己去补, 
我才不要补。你真的很烦。你、you、真的、so or really。很烦。so annoying。烦、annoying。要补你自己去补。我才不要补。补, here the word means to enrich, to nourish. 要补,你自己去补。Go ahead and boost your own energy level. 我才不要补。我才不要补。I'm not going to do it. 我是好意。你为什么那么不耐烦？脾气那么坏。我是好意。I mean well. 我，I，好意。To mean well. 你为什么那么不耐烦？脾气那么坏。你为什么那么不耐烦？为什么？Why？ 不耐烦, so impatient. 脾气那么坏. bad tempered, or grumpy. Now let's listen to the conversation one more time. 昨天是立冬,你有没有买些补品,吃些进补的东西。昨天二十几度,好热,我才不要进补呢,你很无聊。进补很重要,吃了补品就不容易生病,人也会比较精神。你真的很烦。要不你自己去补，我才不要补。我是好意，你为什么那么不耐烦？脾气那么坏。Hello and welcome to hashtag Taiwan. My name is Leslie Liao, social media guru here at RTI. This week's episode of Hashtag Taiwan is going to be a little hard to explain, but you're not going to want to miss it. Stick around for Hashtag Taiwan. Leslie Lau is going to tell us what's trending in Taiwan. Hey, Leslie. Hey, guys. What's going on this week, Leslie? I'm not sure you want this, Andrew, but have a music video first. Alright, so that was a song by super popular Taiwanese singer Ah Mei. It's called Listen to the Sea. Now, unfortunately for everybody else, she's not the subject of this week's hashtag. Well, then who is? This guy right here, former New Taipei City Mayor Eric Zhu, and legislator Yen Quan Hung. Now, you're probably asking me, Leslie, what on earth do these two have to do with Ah Mei? <laughs> well, guys, if that couch has seatbelts, buckle up because this is what you're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> There's a word for that where I come from, and that's called a doozy. A doozy. Anyway, yeah. that video was posted to Yen Quanhung's Facebook page. And uh, in a preview post, he says that that was meant to draw attention to Longjing Li Sui Harbor in Taichung because it's been affected by a lot of air and water pollution. That's where a they are. Actually, you can tell. I recognize those smokestacks. That's the the world's largest coal burning power plant, isn't it? Okay, in Taichung. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've that's exactly what they're trying to play into, right? Because of the presence of that coal plant. The local waters have been affected, and the local industry has been kind of tainted in a certain way. 
Anyway, that's all there is to it, but kudos to these two for doing whatever that was. And uh, if you want to listen to any version of them, I'm going to have the link in the description, but that's about all the hashtag I can hash this week for you guys. That's great, Leslie. I have to say, I'm always impressed when people... um, I don't want. Should I say try to sing, or is that mean? I mean, you know, you have to put yourself out there. You it's know. very brave of them. Very we brave. admire their courage and I, their sincerity. And, and maybe you know, the point is not being a great singer. No offense, really. Um, but maybe that will help their cause. You know, if you're a really good singer, maybe people will just be like, "Oh, he's just," you know. I'm still trying to get over the hump of. It's a doozy. You, know, that's you guys are putting a lot more thought into it than I have. Well, thank you, Leslie. And that's hashtag Taiwan for this week. Do follow us on social media and leave a comment below. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm Leslie Liao. Yes, sitting in for John Ventrias. That's right. Right. This is a program where we get to your letters, letters that you write us and let us know what you think about our programs. But before we do that, though, we're going to update our personal status. Right. Yeah. So... Um, sounds like you had a fun weekend, would you say? Um, it was a productive weekend, it was what it was. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was particularly fun. What did you do? I went to buy some furniture, and uh, I assembled that furniture. By yourself? Yeah. Oh, I would never be able to do that. I like assembling furniture. It's uh, it's cathartic in its own way. <laughs> it's a very American thing, don't you think? Because I like I think Americans always like to do things themselves. I think so. I mean, one time I got into a car accident, and then my friend was like, "What are you going to do about your car?" I was just like, "I might fix it myself." And you did? It was it was it was small it was small damage, so oh. it was just like a, a headlight that needed to be replaced. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, I did. And then he was just like, "Wow, that's that's very American." And I was like, "I, I know. I guess it that, I guess that is." I don't think I know of any Taiwanese person who would try to fix their own car after it's been in an accident. Oh, there's. A, I don't think so. No. No, I, not Taipei. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's, it's it's all out there. The parts were online, and then you can order it, and then I ordered it, and then screwdriver. You know, you only really need a screwdriver to take apart your car. Okay. Is that really? Huh. If that, uh, if that panics you in any way but oh really but yeah it comes I down to no idea to hammers and uh to, to screwdrivers maybe I, a wrench i i i didn't think that anything was like personally fixable when it comes to cars because it just have to bring it to the shop 
I, I, that's what I thought. Okay, mm-hmm. but of course now everything is you know available online. Yeah. I mean any part of anything. Okay, well that's good to know. So you um you actually put your furniture together. Yeah, and it's working. It's not broken. Just and it's fine. Just fine. What did you get? A, a sofa. I got two bookcases. Oh, okay. And uh, cleared up a lot of space. Was able to get up a lot, get rid of a lot of boxes. That Uh, used to carry the the books? Yeah. Oh, I see. It's just my dad's such a hoarder. It it drives me nuts. And I thought you were becoming a bookworm. No, 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 no. Well... You read online. I mean, that's what I. That's what oh, I tend to do. Oh, you too. Yeah. No, I can never um, do that. I mean, I, I always prefer like real books, the way I can flip the pages, smell the paper, and other kind of stuff. Yeah, and then I can write on the papers and everything. So, mm. yeah, I still prefer. I'm old fashioned. <laughs> I still prefer the real books. But anyway, well, something else um, that you thought was kind of worth talking about is um, our Taiwan Insider um, last week was a special edition. Well, boba pizza was all the rage, right? And then uh, in Taiwan, at least. And I think this is a very localized regional thing that not a lot of uh, Pizza Huts or Domino's internationally are doing. And we had Ellen Shu and Andrew Ryan of Feast Meets West do a, um, a kind of a taste test. And before that, we previewed the taste test by, by asking people what they think, um, which one they think would taste better. And the comments have been divisive, to say the least. Uh-huh. Um, someone says, you know, people say, Corey Sanderson says Domino's. If I, if I had to choose something, Domino's, because they have a wider selection of toppings that aren't supremely ridiculous, uh... But that's interesting to me because we're not asking, you know, what kind of toppings because we already said boba pizza from one of the two. Right. Chains. But I, I guess he's just uh, stating a fact that Domino's so. Pizza have, you know, interesting toppings, yeah. but they're not exactly weird. Mm-hmm. You know, they're pretty good tasting or something. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Douglas North says, I have my own opinions on this, leaning towards Pizza Hut, but I can't wait to hear the dynamic duos ruling, the dynamic duo being Ellen and Andrew, see, so right out the gate, we're already we're already divided here. And well, it's good to hear from Douglas North. He's a, a, a faithful listener of ours. Yeah, haven't heard from him in a while, but um, hi, Doug. He's here. <laughs> okay. Mehran Lagari says, "I would choose Domino's, and Ellen Chu will win. It's not okay. a competition, <laughs> so I guess he's rooting for Ellen Chu regardless." Greer Swiston says, Pizza Hut, who are you kidding? So very divisive right off the bat. Mm. And then at the end, you know, everything else, all the comments go towards Pizza Hut. So that's one of those fun things that we've been doing. Just getting people to share their opinions with us about something before we even do it. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting just how divided people can be on their opinions about pizza. Right. So eventually you tasted both, right? Yourself. Uh, yes. And uh, which do you prefer more mm, over the other one? I don't know. It's, it's, I haven't had either of them in a while, so I'm just like, I could go for either right now. Because they're, they're actually pretty good. Like, a lot of people, when you think of boba, you think of sweet stuff. And then when you think of pizza, it's always savory. Yeah. And the people are always very... They're very skeptical, skeptical when it comes to these things. They're very not, they're nonconformist, right? Well, that was me because, um, you know, definitely there was some leftover of that boba pizza yeah. from that episode. And then, um, you know, when you guys 
or rather, Andrew asked me if I wanted some. Immediately, I said, "No way," because I could not picture pizza with you know sweet toppings. But then he said, "You know, you know, have a taste. You'll think twice." Just gotta open up your mind. Really. Yeah, and so I did. And when, first of all, I have to say that I don't have a sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the only thing I really like is probably like cheesecake. But then I'm very picky oh. about that, or chocolate. I'm very picky about that too. Anyway, so I had a taste of the one from Domino's. Mm-hmm. Boy. It was good. Oh, if you liked the Domino's one, you probably would have liked the Pizza One Hut, the Pizza Hut one better. Really? Oh yeah. Anyway, it was good. So um, that was very, very surprising for me. But anyway, so that's definitely a very timeless thing to do, don't you think? Mm-hmm. You know, like putting all these very timeless flavors on whatever and I mean, everything. I, I like it. I yeah. like it. I think it's uh, localization. I think it's very it necessary. Is. You're, we are so much into localization here in Taiwan. All right. Well, anyway, let's get to our listeners' letters. I mean, mm-hmm. that was kind of part of the program because we just read off some comments on Facebook. Yeah. Um, uh, in this case, it was for Taiwan Insider. So please keep those comments coming. But uh, again, if you are writing us using paper and pen, well, you can always write us PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Or you can email us at rti at rti.org.tw and definitely, definitely leave us Facebook comments. Yeah, that's that's the fastest way to get to us and i'm always sifting through stuff like that we also have a youtube channel if you'd like right. we are uh radio taiwan international that's our that's our youtube and rti english rti english so All look right. up that and then you'll see us and we do a lot of news stuff on there not just taiwan insider so go ahead and check it out right and also leave us comments there too if you want mm-hmm. okay the first letter i've got in my hand is coming to us from jayanta chakrabati of india mm-hmm. um it says here Dear friends at Radio Taiwan International, this is to inform you that I enjoy listening to your news and feature programs on culture, travel, and music. Um, here's a report of October 8th for your kind verification. So he listened in from 0300 to 0400UTC at 15320 kHz. Um, simple rating was 4 across the board. I guess that's good. And uh, some details of the news program I found interesting. First, Taiwan's president decries China's attempt to isolate Taiwan, which will only bring instability to the region. She also rejected China's one country, two systems as non-viable. Now, I believe this is actually part of the um, National Day celebrations where our president, uh, President Tsai Ing-wen, gave a speech. And yes, indeed, because the second point here was talking about news of Taiwan's National Day celebrations underway. People flocked to the southern county of Pingdong for witnessing fireworks and uh, news about 23 floats participating in the National Day Parade. Gosh, we're still getting comments about that on National Day live broadcast. Thank you so much for listening in. And actually, he also listened in to an, on another day, uh, which was October 29th, from 1600 to 1700 UTC. The frequency was 6180 kHz, and um, simple rating was 4 across the board again. Uh, it says here, dear friends at RTI, this is to inform you that as a regular listener of RTI, I'm enjoying your broadcasts, which give an overall knowledge and information on social, political, cultural, and economic aspects, both internal and global. And then it says here, the news report of uh, October 29th discussed on the Taiwan-EU renewable energy relations. Taiwan's President Tsai Ing-wen welcomed a delegation from the EU. In the ensuing meetings, she stressed on the strong ties in trade and investment with the EU member nations. She stated that Taiwan is working hard to transform its energy sources. The country has been able to attract considerable investment 
from the EU in the field of renewable energy, like wind farms. The president stated that Taiwan wants to expand and develop its renewable energy market by strengthening its cooperation with the EU. Well, thank you so much for the details. That was coming to us from Jayanta Chakrabarti of New Delhi, India. All right, and I have another uh, letter here from India, from the Golagat region, but from a Mr. Baikan Hazarika. And uh, he says, Dear Sir Madam, I have listened to your today's broadcast. Details are as follows. Listened on November 4th of this year, 335 UTC at, at 15320 kilohertz. Sinpo rating is 43343, so just a little weaker than the last one we had. Um, they were using a Philips 4-band communications, uh, and their antenna was random long wires. And the program to listen to was yours. Jukebox okay. Republic. Listen today, Jukebox Republic program. In this program today, you had played some wonderful Taiwanese pop songs. The first song is Don't Want to Let You Go. Don't Want to Let Go, you had played today, was really wonderful. All the songs you had played in today's show was really nice. I very much enjoyed it. Do you remember recording that program? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, that particular episode. I think that, mm. that song definitely rings a bell, but I already forgot who the artist is. <laughs> we just do a lot. Yeah. Found today's program more entertaining and enjoyable. Yours faithfully by Ken Hazarika from the Universal DX Club. All right. Okay, well, I've got another one from India as well. This is coming to us from DK Dimple of Assam, India. It says here, Dear Sir and Ma'am, I had listened to your today's broadcast. Details are as follows. He listened in on November 5th. Um, frequency was 15320 kHz. Simple rating was 43232, which I, I guess could be better. Um, the program you listened to was Status Update. I had listened to your Status Update program today here in Johat, Assam. In today's broadcast, you had read letters from the listeners in India, Japan, Indonesia, Latvia, and Brazil. I very much enjoyed today's show. The song you played today was really wonderful. I wonder which one it was. I found today's program more informative and enjoyable presentation was excellent. Well, thank you so much. That was DK Dimple of Johat Assam, India. Mm. And then now I have one from, we're going to go a little bit across the world now. We're going to London, England from a Mr. Roger Tidy. He says, hello all. Greetings to all at RTI. Hello, Mr. Tidy. In my final report for this month, I'm going to comment on your broadcast for Wednesday, October 30th. And, he pro- and the programs he listened to was here, were Here in Taiwan, Ear to the Ground, Jade Bells, and Bamboo Pipes. I believe that would have been a Wednesday, huh? Mm. The most enjoyable portion of today's broadcast was Andrew's brief but entertaining feature, Ear to the Ground. And I actually like that one, too, because he, Andrew has a very keen ear for listening to things that are distinctly Taiwanese that you don't really <laughs> think about. Um, in which he spoke about how he enjoys capturing the sounds of Taipei's mobile street salesmen, adding at the end of the feature some audio of one such vendor who was selling high-class toilet paper, of all things. Wow. High-class toilet yeah, paper, okay. I don't, get, I don't get it that mobile salesman around my house. Andrew commented that these sounds of the city might no longer exist in 20 years' time, and I feel that it would be such a pity if such a tradition were lost. Well, I feel the same way, Mr. Tidy. Um, my goodness, high-class toilet paper, I... I'm I'm intrigued, to say the least. Hey, here in Taiwan, this covered a good variety of topics, the most interesting of which was the discussion about a PhD student who had cheated out a vast sum of money by scammers. I remember this. I sat in on this one. Ooh, 
Natalie, Natalie, that, that was yeah. Natalie's story. I remember that, uh-huh. that. I also liked the item about the retirement life of former rescue dogs and the lead story about a new kind of sweet pizza topped with cheese. That was the boba pizza. That Top was the cheese? Bo- there was uh, cheese in there? Yeah, there is cheese. Oh. In the boba pizza. Okay. The sweet pizza topped with cheese. And uh, as it was Wednesday, the main feature in today's broadcast was Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes. Featuring on this occasion the orchestral music of composer Qin Zhao Xi. Um, I do not listen to this program regularly. I did, however, enjoy the second and third numbers played on the show, namely Malayan Dance and Ode to Plum Blossom. Wow. Before I go, I should also like to mention this week's edition of Status Update, which is what we're updating right now. Hello, Mr. Tidy. Which featured an interview with a visiting German man who is a regular listener yes, to both your Peter English Bork. and German pro broadcasts. Is that right? Yes. It'd be interesting to hear more such interviews with RTI listeners because hearing someone's voice, the way they interact with an interviewer, adds a sense of intimacy and color to the program. Well, thank you very much for that insightful, those insightful comments, Mr. Tidy. We will definitely take those to heart. Wow. And well, he says, I, best wishes, Roger Tidy. Yeah, I personally, I mean, we personally also enjoy those interviews when we have listeners come traveling all the way from the other <laughs> side of the world to Taiwan and actually get on a show and tell us the programs that they listen to, you yeah. know? Yeah, we definitely enjoy that. And definitely Peter, um, Peter Bork was, um, it was amazing. He actually, it was his second time. Yeah, I think it was his second time here. And he was here for six weeks this oh, time wow. and really exploring Taiwan mm-hmm. so it was at the end of his six weeks that I decided to have him come in and a German service actually because he's from Germany um, you know had him come in and, and you know go on our show and just chat a little bit about about our programs you so know, about, about Taiwan done and in about English Taiwan. oh yeah it was in English yes so uh, definitely that would be awesome but if you can all you know all listeners are welcome to visit Taiwan mm-hmm. then you can definitely be on the show of Status Update all right, so thank you so much for joining us this week, and uh, we'd just love so much to hear from you. Do write us and let us know what you think about our programs. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw, but you can always leave us comments on Facebook, on our YouTube channels. We always, always love to hear from you. Yeah. So for this week's status update, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm Leslie Liao, sitting in for John Venture Yest. Yes, see you next week. To end today's show, I have a song for you from the retired Jodi Jiang Jianghui. The song is Ju Karatang Weibo, which will be something that will be called by a mobile vendor trying to collect uh, empty wine bottles, uh, glass bottles. Ju Karatang Weibo. The song is in the Taiwanese dialect. <laughs> Sing
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.